At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy a great tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. Hey everybody, welcome to episode three of the Captain's Corner podcast presented by Jag One Physical Therapy. Joined as always by Ben Mathis-Meyer, Justin Woodley, Stu Nublat, and Ty Lenhart. I'm Mike Kowalski, the host of uh, the podcast. So guys, uh, congrats on another win. Thanks for coming by on another Monday afternoon. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. So we're going to start with Ben, Defensive Player of the Week, the Ivy League, couple picks. Uh, you know, you just seem to have a knack for being at the right place at the right time uh, in these in these big games and, and coming up with those two picks and key set spots. So uh, what was going through your head during the game on Saturday? I think the the first one obviously was, was more important than the second one, just get, gaining some momentum. Uh, I think it took us – we went 28-17 after the first pick, and then, I mean, the second one was just to really close the deal. Could have batted it down, but kind of was just padding the stats on that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I mean, we were just happy to come out with the victory. It was – a little bit tougher than pr- probably would have imagined after we went up 14 nothing, but we were just happy to seal the victory as a team. Yeah, Ben's pick, that first one was huge. I think that's a great example of, like, you need your big players to step up in big situations, and I think that was definitely a situation where we needed a play, and Ben made one. Couldn't get in the end zone, though. But that was tough. It made a great, made a great play when I, we needed it. I said in my press in the press conference, like, <laughs> I'm about to hear it from the guys in the locker room for this one. What happened? What's the behind the scenes? He got behind the scenes. You, didn't, you didn't see him? But, He's oh my slow. God. People, people are gonna, you know, go on a limb and say I got hawked here. Mm-hmm. So I slow down. Yeah, you can see me slow down. <laughs> yeah, and I look around. And I'm like, I'm good. And then like I hit like really around. I'm like, oh, you know, I gotta, I gotta kick another gear. And I mean, it was too late. Ty, he wanted to give you the touchdown. He was being generous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ty's go. over here busting my chops when I'm trying to get him three tuts. <laughs> Uh, Ty, what was it like having your role expanded a little bit this week, scoring, getting in the end zone three times like Ben was just saying? Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, just kind of getting hit and, you know, feeling the football. The football feels it was awesome. Um, I, I was telling everybody it's – I mean, if you put anybody in that role, they're probably going to score too. I mean, behind guys like Stu and the running backs, the whole offensive lineman, I mean, the job's pretty easy. You just kind of got to hold on to the ball and put your head down and – muscle it through so i mean it was awesome love celebrating with the guys in the end zone um yeah it was so much fun i saw the <coughs> last guy though to have two picks in one of our games was woodley in the pen game in 2017 i didn't know you had two picks that game really that game fun. yeah that was a fun game that's the one two picks wainwright wanted an ot right and the catch that they show yeah. all the time yep yep i was a freshman 41 number uh fat woodley had a pretty <laughs> spectacular return there was a fat uh, woodley yeah, there was actually. I had a pretty spectacular return, if I must say so myself. It's in uh, quite a bit of textbooks, so if you guys ever want to go check that out, <laughs> learn a thing or two. I think that's like obviously everybody remembers the Wainwright catch to win in overtime, mm-hmm. but like again, I, I I watched that game a few times, and 
I forgot about it too. I'm sorry, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. So now we got two people from the record book on the podcast, and Ty's in there too. He's got a lot of touchdowns in your career. Yeah. No uh, interceptions. I mean, I've thrown a few, but I haven't got any. <laughs> yeah, I won't be in any record books. The old linemen don't get in there. Yeah, they should. They should. They should. I think. Uh, I think. Justin and Ben, you guys were talking about the the running backs in the preseason. Your your predictions have kind of come to fruition. Talking about the three headed monster, really of of Broderick and Dante and Ryan Young, and another game with big game out of them. So, uh, talk a little bit a little about how that opens things up for the offense, and obviously for defense, it gives keeps you guys off the field a little bit too when you're able to run the ball and kind of keeps time of possession in your favor. Uh, I don't know how much we kept them off the field this week. They were out there all the time. I don't know. With running backs like that, as an O-line, they're just awesome to block for. They definitely are situations where they make us look good, like we, where we might miss a few blocks or something like that, and they're just so good that they make someone miss or they put linebackers on the wrong side of blocks. So having those two guys who are really dynamic and both really different style rushers, I think, throw off a defense as well. So they're two great running backs to have. And Broderick when we get them back. Yeah, and, you know, it's always big for us as a defense being able to keep us off the field, let us get a break. You know, I think in that fourth quarter when we were struggling there in that second half, our offense was able to put together about a six-minute possession, you know, running the ball about 80 yards down the field, giving us a break and kind of putting the game away. So whenever you can have that rushing attack to go along with a good defense, it's always very helpful. Georgetown, I mean, they played a heck of a game. I mean, that, that quarterback made every throw, I felt like. I mean, in, at this level, you don't see that very often. I know it's frustrating to see, you know, the yards given up, but – you got to give a little bit of credit to their offense too, right? Yeah, especially not out of a – I mean, he wasn't even the backup listed on the roster, right? So who knows if he was third string or oh. whatnot. So, I mean, 370 in there on us. We never want that to happen. We made a lot of mental mistakes. And also they made plays at the same time. So um, kudos to them and especially the quarterback for coming in and taking the place of Brunel. Having a pretty good performance against us, I thought, in the passing game. Um, we stuffed him in the running game. But um, on the whole, I think we uh, – more importantly than anything, came out with the win mm-hmm. um, somehow, somewhere. Obviously got the big play from special team on special teams with Will Allen's kickoff return. Uh, talk about the, how that kind of like shifted momentum a little bit or kept things in going in your favor. I mean, you know, it's huge, especially coming off last week. You know, we talked about how we needed to come back on special teams. Uh, had a rough week last week, so to be able to come back this week, get a kick return at a pretty crucial moment in the game, you know, right after giving up our first touchdown of the game. So, you know, giving us that buffer, we talk about all those times, how those special teams plays can come back and be huge for us in this game. And, you know, I think this game is no different, right? You look at the end result, you know, we had that great drive in the fourth quarter, but that drive would have been to take the lead if we didn't have that kick return for a touchdown early in the game. So. You know, these special teams got to keep racking them up. These plays matter. You know, I think we're really trying to keep the emphasis on that, make sure guys realize that the focus and the energy still has to be just as high on special teams as it is on defense or on offense. So, you know, it's always fun when you can finally see those plays actually come out, though. You know, and you get to see him on film, finally score. You know, Will's had a lot of close ones in his career. So to see him finally get all the way in the end zone is pretty fun. Yeah, you got to give credit to Coach Stowe, too. I mean, me personally, I don't see any of the behind the scenes, like special teams. And, I mean, when they score points like that, you're like, all right, like the scheme and all that stuff. It's, I mean, every week something's going on. So, huge credits to them. Just the whole operation. It's crazy. Like, I feel like something happens every week. So, I I don't get to see it, like in the meetings and all this stuff. But you know, on game days, you see all this stuff happen. It's like wow. Yeah, I've been sitting in the special teams meetings the past couple of weeks, and I never realized how much really went into them. <coughs> I, like, I just, I don't know. As an old lineman, I just kind of always thought you grabbed it, ran, someone tried to get a body <laughs> on somebody, and it worked out. But you watch those meetings, and you see how much goes into special teams and how there really is a plan on every play. So it was very impressive. And as an offense, we'll always take a f- free touchdown. That's mm-hmm. not us. And 
you guys were able to get the Lou Little Cup back get doing that. Any celebrations with uh, the Lou? I honestly saw the trophy on the field and didn't see it again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where it went. I never even saw the trophy, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, After I caught the second pick, I was like, I'm tired. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> watched, I watched the video. I, sorry, Peter, if you're listening. I think Peter Pelling almost dropped it. It almost, <laughs> it almost slipped out of his hand. It like kind of was slipping, but I forgot who, who – I think it was Ryan that got it. Yeah, it seemed and it like, was like – yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's a little heavy. It, it seemed like Ryan Young had it pretty much the entire time. <laughs> he yeah. wanted it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to track that down. <laughs> he deserved it. He deserved it. Oh, yeah. Well-deserved. Now you guys get to turn your attention to Ivy League play. So, um, you know, Princeton has a known for a wide-open offense and things like that, but you guys have had a little bit of success in Princeton, especially playing on the road there. So uh, talk a little about what you anticipate for this matchup. Um, I think this is a week everyone has circled for sure. <laughs> I think, like, right after that Georgetown game – a lot of guys were just saying it's Princeton week, so I think everyone just knows this is a week we have to lock in, and if we want to get the win, that we have to be very good and play our best game yet. So this is a game we're all locked in for, and everyone's just very excited to get out there and try to prove something Saturday. You know, and Princeton's always a disciplined football team. I think that's the thing about them. They're extremely well coached, and you know that going into it. You know, you're going to get a lot of formations on the defense side of the ball, a lot of motions, a lot of shifts. They like to do a lot. You know, they're going to throw a lot at you. So really got to be disciplined this week, got to maintain focus all week in practice, making sure we're being alert to what they like to do, uh, locking in on our keys, and make sure we have better eye discipline this week. I think that's going to be the key for us, uh, especially with all the nonsense they like to do, all the pullers, all the eye candy that they like to throw at us. So, you know, I think it's really going to be about our discipline this week and our focus. I mean, when you think about Princeton, you think of a high-powered offense, but they haven't given up a point yet this year. Both sides of the ball need to bring their A game forward in order for us to come out on top. Yeah, it's the same thing Woodley said. I mean, their defense, like, they're never going to bust. They're always going to be in the right spot. Um, so it's a week where, you know, everybody has to go 11 for 11, uh, make the right reads, make the right blocks. You know, everybody's got to do their part and can't turn the ball over, got to take care of the ball. And when we get the ball, got to get points on the board because they have a high-scoring offense and, we, we got to make things easier for the defense any way we can. What's it like going to be going on the road for the first time? It's been you know a while since you guys have had a road trip and everything. Walk us through kind of what your week looks like <coughs> and how it's maybe a little bit different than the first two weeks. Uh, well, Princeton's a little different because yeah. we leave the day of, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so most away games will leave Friday, spend the night at a hotel, and then Saturday wake up and get going. But uh, with Princeton, since they're so close, Saturday we'll take the bus over. So it'll be a little different schedule than most away games, and we'll probably be a little bit more like a home game. Um, but, yeah, being away, we get to call the coin toss for the first time. We're going with tails, right? Is that 100%? I mean, can't give any can't, spoilers. Yeah, that is, that, yeah, is that giving away we are too one, much? We are one for one. One and one. One and one in the coin toss. I mean, I, it really doesn't take anything. You, it's not like they can take the, the call for away from you. You're exactly. the road team, That's so good point. if you're going tails. That is true. <laughs> Let them know we're going tails. Yeah. yeah. We're going tails. Tails. <laughs> Just so we don't have any confusion. <laughs> we're calling tails on a Monday. <laughs> anything else about playing on the road that kind of sticks out for you guys and something, you know, is there anything you guys look forward to about playing on the road? You know, honestly, Princeton just has a really fun stadium to play. Yeah. I think they have one of the more uh, cool environments within the league itself, you know, the full stadium coming out the tunnel, so – just, I think for a lot of our young guys, you know, we have a big group of people. This will be their first time playing on the road, first time playing at a place in our league. So it'll be pretty fun for them to finally check it out, go see what Princeton's like, see that different kind of environment. You know, a little bit more of a crowd, more of a feel to this game, Ivy game. So uh, really excited to finally get out there and, you know, get on the road for once. It's, it's honestly my favorite stadium to play at. I think Harvard, Yale, Penn, you get a lot of old stadiums. Penn, Princeton's the most modern stadium that we play at and definitely feels like more of a college football atmosphere, 
in, in the 21st century to a degree um, and haven't played there twice and you know winning one and losing one two years ago I just I just love the atmosphere um, playing against the Tigers so going into week three we were talking a little bit before we started recording are like the bumps and bruises starting to pile up a little bit more or they you don't have to give anything too much away but like what's that like going into like kind of week three um, compared to like going into week two yes like I that's kind of obvious with football I mean as as you get deeper into the season guys are going to be nicked up but I think it's just like like a day like today and off days just become much more valuable just taking time to rest and let the body heal and taking the week to just get your body right so you're ready to go Saturday but yeah I mean that's that's part of the game it's always going to happen but I think we're all managing it well have anything too serious happen uh, knock on wood knock on wood we're looking in really good shape yeah, it was kind of interesting. Like, Maris, the offense, was on the field the whole time, and then Georgetown felt like the defense was on the field the whole time, so a little bit flip-flop there. Um, but there's always going to be, you know, bruises and whatnot. So It's almost like at this point of the season, if something's not hurting you, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a good point. <laughs> but did you guys almost, like, forget, or did you, were you kind of expecting this? Like, it's been, like, we talked, we keep talking about how long it's been, but and I, I know we'll move on from that at some point, but this is kind of like uncharted water for a few few people, especially the last couple of years. I feel like it's pretty normal to have everyone kind of banging bruised up a little bit, but I don't think it's anything out of the ordinary. It's football. It's just what happens. You know, I mean, it's, I think it's just one of those things where it's, it's, it's pretty hard to remember the actual feeling. So, you know, you remember this idea that it hurts, but you forget how much it hurts. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of where we're at right now. We're starting to, starting to feel it again, starting to feel what it actually feels like, you know, even thinking about it for so long. So that's kind of where we're at right now. It helps that it's Princeton week, though. Oh, yeah. Kind of heals the bruises little quicker you know we talked about what Princeton brings to the table but obviously it's a conference game it's the first conference game you want to set that tone and want to keep your hopes alive for an Ivy League championship so what's kind of like the mindset does it change a little bit is it more amped up uh going into an Ivy game especially the opener 100 percent in short I mean it, it's an Ivy League matchup so it means more and I would also say there's something a little different when you're playing Princeton uh Princeton Harvard Yale there's just a little extra. Those like those three have a little more emphasis on them than some of the other schools. So I think that's a big thing. And Princeton is projected to win the league, right? So I think this is a huge week for us. Jag One Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The Jag One team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G-O-N-E-P-T.com for more information. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today.
Unfortunately, we keep having to do these moments of silence and things like that. But last week, our longtime former sports information director, Bill Steinman, passed away. Obviously, you guys didn't know Bill, but a lot of people that might be listening might have played football here. Um, Bill was your sports information director and did a hell of a job here for over 40 years, inducted to the Columbia Athletics Hall of Fame. And a lot of the stories you hear about Columbia football and a lot of our athletics programs are, are because of people like Bill and he's able to tell our stories and you know, talk about the tradition of Columbia athletics. So for us in the press box on Saturday, it was nice to kind of get that moment of silence and, you know, honor him a little bit. We we're going to reserve his seat in the press box for the rest of the season. Um, He was actually coming to games up until 2019. The way our old stats software worked, it was very like, it's very minimal. Like you didn't have a lot of description. Like it doesn't tell you like if it's a play action pass or anything like that. So what Bill was doing after he retired, he was still coming to football games and working with one of his former student workers and he was calling the action saying like you know rush to the right off tackle and giving us this descriptive play-by-play because there's so many things going on during a football game in the press box you're going to miss a few things here and there but it helped us you know write our press releases essentially like you know you could say like oh this is a flea flicker remember this play you know the big plays you're going to remember but like something in a drive like that so he was doing that up until 2019 and something you know you don't really think about until somebody's gone but just wanted to share that a little bit for anybody listening. Um, like I said, I know a lot of football alumni uh, work with Bill. I mean, he was the SID with Marcellus Wiley was here during the 80s and, you know, continue to cover sports like rowing and fencing and wrestling when I started here. So just we wouldn't be here without him. And, you know, it makes you think about how grateful I am to be in this role in the 21st century where I don't have to type out stats because that happened back in the day. Like you have to like use a typewriter and do math and stuff like that. <laughs> so thanks for letting me uh, take a couple minutes and honoring Bill here. But like I said, I just want to take a few minutes and recognize Bill because, you know, if he was in his job right now, this is probably something he would be loving doing. And, you know, he loved telling stories and a great person. So we'll miss him uh, and we we'll want to continue to honor him for the rest of the season and in other ways beyond. So, yeah, we have so many guys that go like behind the scenes that maybe followers of the team or something like that don't know about that we see on a daily basis or do so much for us so we just have so many people like him who we appreciate so much and everything they do for the team take a few minutes and talk about those guys i mean i think fred is phenomenal for what he does in the locker room the the janitor that we have that's always oh, yeah, in there yeah, cleaning yeah. out especially during mm-hmm. covid um he's someone and then ernesto that works the gate mm-hmm. um, he's oh, always he's the man he's, he's always ernesto's smiling if you're ever in a bad mood that dude's always like laughing or smiling every time every time you walk in the facility so those are two people at least for me that i appreciate we also have coach lamb and coach defazio who do so much for us on like just our operations day to day and everything that we do that we couldn't operate without them and then we also have solomon and uh connor fight who put together a lot of our graphics and videos for us who all do an amazing job yeah and then jake and dan i mean the equipment guys they yeah literally they're, they do so much, like, more than we even know, like, right. behind the scenes, like, <laughs> washing the clothes, all that stuff, late nights. Like, I remember during camp, we had, we had like, late-night practices, and we'd come back and practice the next morning. Those guys were there, you know, they probably went back and got, like, three hours of sleep, woke up, came right back. And, you know, they don't say a word. They don't complain one second. So those guys, I mean, we owe them everything. And when you think about, like, athletic trainers, do you think they're, you know, just washing your clothes and whatnot and putting them back on your loop and in, in your locker? Like, our two trainers, at least, like, they're so involved in practice. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. When we split offense, defense, like, you have to have someone set the ball on a certain, you know, hash, a certain, you know, yard, mm-hmm. like, and 
both of them do that for the offense and defense, which is, you know, saves so much time in the grand scheme of things through practice, which I think gets overlooked often. 100%. Yep. And then I would just maybe lastly go with our strength staff that maybe gets less credit football-wise. But Coach Gill, Coach Frank, and uh, Coach Will all do a f- fantastic job with us in the weight room and day-to-day operations are just the best. And, on, I mean, we talk about the strength staff forever, right? Yeah, they're – um, That'll go on for an hour. But an old Columbia um, person that helped us, that actually may have helped us <laughs> on Saturday, is Eric Hahn. <laughs> um, so we'll give him a shout-out to end the podcast. Couldn't keep Eric away. <laughs> nope. He's been in the last two games. Love it. I thought you were going to go with uh, the old strength coach. who was just my freshman year. He left. Ducray. 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 <laughs> Darius. Shaking the ball. Um, That's where he said he went. Supposedly. The world will never the know. Mystery. <laughs> I mean, the mystery. Well, the world does know. <laughs> it knows. Uh, anything else we need to touch on this week, guys? Anything kind of funny happen? or The QBs have taken huge uh, two weeks here in fantasy, racking up points. Took the LBs out last week. They got lucky. LBs? Where are you guys? One and two? Stop. We won this week. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. Took the receivers out this week. Scored the most points in the league, or second most points in the league. Safeties have been atop the league standings now mm-hmm. for two weeks. You know what the safeties are? The safeties are your classic fantasy team who you just look at the standings and you're like, oh, they're number one in the league. And then you go look at the actual matchups and you're like, oh, they would have lost to six of the other <laughs> nine teams every single week if they would have played them, but they played the lowest scoring team in the league. So. You're talking about getting lucky like the Ravens did this weekend against the Lions? Ooh. I don't know. Woodley uh, is a big I Ravens fan. I don't know fan. how kicking a 66-yard field goal to win a game is That is would only happen right? against no. the Lions. No. Lose on an NFL record-setting field goal. I mean, it would only happen to Justin Tucker, but it's all good, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Paying, paying the best kicker in the league is suddenly luck. So, <laughs> if that's luck, then yeah, we're lucky. I got him on my fantasy, so works out. They I mean, how many points is that? Seven, they seventeen. Plus? They well, he six. had seventeen point game. I don't know how many wow. points that is. Like, it was only six. sixty plus in fantasy. They gave him that's got to be some points. Six points for that yeah. field goal. Should have been way more. They should give him more. They should give him more. Yeah, for if the you record. Like a, an NFL, NFL record. record that like should be like fifteen. They're selling him short there for sure. Yeah. Dominating performance this week. Have fun, D-line. D-line, D-line <laughs> would have beaten every team this league this week except for us. Who doesn't even check it? The running backs? The running backs. Yeah. They haven't had a running back. That the, the irony about it is the running backs haven't had a starting running back, <laughs> like one starting running back in their roster the entire time. It's just <laughs> empty. It's just, it's just empty. Well, if you want more fantasy updates, we'll probably provide them next week. <laughs> We're going to cut it a little bit short this week. Uh, these guys got a big game to get ready for, get more classes to go, so – uh, thanks for joining us again, and uh, you've been listening to the Captain's Corner podcast presented by Jag One Physical Therapy. Uh, this week, Columbia takes on Princeton and their Ivy League opener at Princeton. You can watch the game on ESPN+. Plus. Kickoff is 1 p.m., and uh, we hope uh, you'll be watching and following along. And if you need to listen to us or previous episodes, make sure you find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Uh, search for Columbia Athletics and subscribe today. So, like we said, we'll talk to you next week. Good luck, guys, this weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.